Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the United States, brought to you by Insurance Business. Welcome to IB Talk. I'm Gia Snape, news editor for Insurance Business. The January reinsurance renewals for the property and casualty industry were billed as one of the hardest, if not the hardest, in recent times. Geopolitical shocks and macroeconomic challenges, not to mention NATCAT losses from last year, have all played a role. But what can we learn from the recent renewals, and what should the market expect moving forward? Terry McLean, president and CEO of SageSure, is here to help us figure it out. SageSure is a managing general underwriter focused on providing cat-exposed property insurance. Terry, great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, Gia. Good to be here. All right. So first off, how would you characterize the January reinsurance renewals? What stood out to you the most about this period? The January renewals might have been one of the toughest reinsurance renewals that we've seen uh, in, in my career, certainly. It was late. It was uncertain and prices were up dramatically. There were real questions for many buyers whether they were going to be able to get their programs done in a period where there was a massive increase in demand driven by catastrophe events and high inflationary period driving up the need for limits. So it was an incredibly challenging period. Prices moved up year over year in the 50% range, and it really created uncertainty for a bunch of buyers. It ultimately got done, but it was a very challenging period for buyers. Uh-huh. And you mentioned, you know, cat events and inflationary pressures. What do you think were the the, the biggest things that, that really impacted renewals this year? So the combination of catastrophe events over the past approximately six years, really kicking off with Irma in 2017, as well as other catastrophe events that year, have created a lot of anxiety and a lot of challenges for reinsurers and other players in insurance markets, reinsurance markets, in continuing to take risk. It has been clear that they have lost a considerable amount of money. Retrocessional reinsurance has dried up. That is for reinsurers, their ability to hedge their portfolios has dried up as a result of that. And that really creates uncertainty for the reinsurers to provide capacity to the marketplace. So as a result, reinsurance market is signaling at 1-1, we're not sure if we have enough capacity to provide you what we provided you in terms of reinsurance in the past. At the same time, inflation is driving buyers need to actually buy more. And the two put together is creating a demand and supply imbalance that has pushed price way up and has created questions around availability of capacity. Since 1-1, we've seen that pressure abate, not on prices. Prices are way up, but availability has come through. And it does appear that the market now has adequate capacity, but albeit at very high prices relative to 2022. Right. So obviously this dynamic has had a, a huge impact on primary insurers. Um, for retail brokers that now have to, you know, watch this 
this happen and, you know, wonder, you know, is there going to be capacity for for my clients? You know, what lessons can retail brokers take away, um, you know, and, and implement for for the future renewal periods that we'll see? Yeah, great question. So retail brokers are clearly in a harder market where getting access to capacity is dramatically more difficult. I think one of the lessons to learn is that long-term relationships matter. We provide over a billion of cat-exposed property capacity in terms of premium and our message to our partners that we've been with in good times and in more difficult times is there first. So the long-term partnerships matter and those that are dipping in and out of markets or are exclusively shopping based on price are those that are less treated well in a market like this. Long-term relationships matter. That would be my number one lesson as a broker, develop your relationships with your capacity providers and pick them based on long-term players who are providing sustainable, well-priced capacity. Those that burn their way in the markets, that's the term we use for carriers who enter markets quickly, offer low-cost coverage. Almost always, they inevitably end up either going insolvent, jacking up price dramatically and exiting markets. We've seen that dozens of times in our marketplaces. Long-term sustainable players are a better option if they're charging a price that might seem high in a soft market, that might be because they're charging a sustainable price. So pick your partners well and create those long-term relationships. That would be my advice. So Terrence, hurricane season is coming up. Is there concern that, you know, if we get another hurricane Ida this year, that that would have, you know, uh, an even more um, profound impact on reinsurance renewals uh, next year? Yeah, it's a concerning and difficult question to attempt to predict the future of what happens if we have another Louisiana landfalling hurricane. I'm really concerned about the insurance market. It's already incredibly challenging in especially the Louisiana market. Other markets have challenges. Louisiana is in an incredibly difficult spot with affordability of insurance and access to capacity. That market is working on solutions, but after 2020 and 2021 of major hurricane activity, in 2020, it was a frequency of a number of hurricanes, including a major hurricane, Laura. And then in 2021 with Hurricane Ida, we had an incredibly challenging two years that had decades worth of expected hurricane losses occurring in those two years. So the the models would tell you that is unlikely but that is the business we're in is unlikely things have happened and do happen. So I have real concerns about the long-term viability of an insurance market that gets hit in two years. And if it happens three out of four, that's an even worse problem. So I certainly hope that does not happen to any market, especially Louisiana. The thing I would say on the positive side is Louisiana is doing real work to make its market more resilient, both in terms of attracting capital to the market and in terms of working on fortified building home, the real solution for society in the United States in these cap prone areas is building resilience. Florida has done a good job on the building code. It has challenges in other regards, but its building code has been quite resilient. Other states, some states are taking action on that. Louisiana, some things are in motion that we really hope goes through. 
that's what society needs. The building stock needs to be more resilient to deal with the hurricane activity that is inevitably, inevitably going to happen. So we're optimistic about that. We think that's really important, but it is not a panacea. It does not happen fast. It takes decades to get your building codes in place and then enacted and deployed to the building stock. So we certainly hope we don't have a lot of hurricane activity in 2023 and have real concerns about the viability of certain markets if we have more activity. Looking forward now, you mentioned that, you know, the 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 market has kind of, you know, stabilized and then we're we're seeing that capacity at albeit at higher prices. What's your outlook for uh upcoming renewal periods? Yeah. So what was interesting in 2022, there was a pretty steep increase in prices that occurred in the second quarter leading up to the June and July renewals in 2022. So we saw a pretty significant price increase in, in the 20 to 25% or more range across US property cat renewals in 2022. And that showed up in January of 2023 and then some. The June, July renewals that are coming up now appear to have adequate capacity, but at painfully higher prices for for buyers who paid much higher prices in 2022. And we're seeing what looks like around a 30%, that's a ballpark plus or minus 10% range, um, probably more likely on the higher side than the lower side there at the June and July renewals. The Florida carriers, in for the most part, the big players who are long-term players and clearly are financially stable appear to be okay in terms of their access to capacity, again, at, at significantly higher prices, 30 plus percent over an elevated 2022. There's some real availability questions for insurers who may not be as financially stable and whose ratings in previous years have been in question. There's certainly some concerns whether or not they're going to get reinsurance capacity adequate for them to stay solvent and have adequate reinsurance going into the hurricane season. So price up 30-ish percent year over year from June and July 2022 to 2023. However, it does appear that the market is more orderly than it was at 1-1 and deals are getting done. All right. That's definitely something to, to look out for. Terry, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and sharing your insights. Thanks for having me, Gia. I appreciate it. And that wraps up this episode of IV Talk. I'm Gia Snape, news editor for Insurance Business. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on all major listening channels.